the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. This on-demand presentation from Talk910.com. This is Rob Black. Hear the Rob Black Show every weekday from 10 to noon Pacific Time on 910 AM, more stimulating talk, San Francisco. Thanks for your support. Enjoy the show. Here's a great New Year's resolution. Work smarter in 2010. Use GoToMeeting and meet clients and colleagues online. With GoToMeeting brought to you by Citrix, you can save time and money by holding meetings online. Instead of driving or flying to meet in person, use GoToMeeting to conduct sales presentations, product demos, training sessions right from your desk. Stay productive, be efficient, and avoid the hassle of unnecessary travel. We use GoToMeeting all the time. Can't remember how we did business without it. You can try GoToMeeting free for 30 days. But you must visit GoToMeeting.com slash K-N-E-W. That's GoToMeeting.com slash K-N-E-W for a free 30-day trial. This is the new generation of talk radio in the Bay Area. This is K-N-E-W, AM and HD, Oakland, San Francisco, San Jose. Now, your money, your life. It's Rob Black. Hello, hello. It's me, Rob Black. The show is Rob Black Show. Talk a little bit of mortgages right now, in large part because we can, in another part because no one's on the phone right now. Um, it's an interesting time. You know, we have high unemployment, and that doesn't bode well for real estate. It doesn't. If you don't have a job, you're not, you know, paying your mortgage. If you're not paying your mortgage, it gets taken away from you. If your mortgage gets taken away from you, there's more supply in the market. We certainly don't have low unemployment where you can go to your boss and say, boss, I want to raise because your boss now has, you know, alternatives. For instance, if Heidi wants to raise, it'd be very difficult for her to go to her boss right now and say, I want to raise because the boss could say, well, we'll put Robert in there. or We'll put, we'll put someone else in on the show. We'll have someone babysit the show. And she goes, but the show's ratings are doing good. So she has leverage there, but not everyone has leverage ultimately is the way you play it. So, and that, that ties into real estate prices. I know it's not stuff that you think of, but it does. And it's important to think about what other things are going against homes right now. We just came through a bubble. There's going to be a damaged psychology. We've gone through a little bit of inventory building, 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 and then for a short period of time, a little inventory reduction. But the best thing about real estate right now are the mortgage rates in, in every way, shape, and form. Now is the best time because in about a year from now when the Federal Reserve is no longer buying these mortgages, maybe it's six months, maybe it's nine months, maybe it's three months, maybe it's today. But when the Fed stops buying the mortgages, mortgage rates are going to go up one quarter to one half percent overnight. Right now, they are highly accommodative, and they're helping keep mortgage rates low. Let's bring on Tony Mendez. Tony's the guy that I did my mortgage with this year back over Easter. Not the easiest situation for you because we've had a relationship for many years, and I started screaming at you, I need it now, I need it now, I need it now, which is typically people stress out when they get a mortgage. Oh, they certainly do. Okay. You, were, you were a good customer. Was I? Yeah, you gave me everything I needed. Yeah, pretty fast, too. Okay. I think... 
Was there, <laughs> was there anything I dragged my feet on? You you stalled. Um, everybody has. There's always something that everybody misses or or drags their feet on. And and be perfectly honest, you know, the lenders ask for so much stuff now. You can hardly predict what they need. Homes are a lot more affordable now than they were three years ago in the Bay Area. But with that said, is it isn't it tougher to get a loan on the more affordable homes? And isn't it probably easier to get a loan on the lo- homes that haven't dropped in value? Well, not only is it harder to get the loan, it's harder to buy the house because most of the homes now are either in foreclosure or being sold in some sort of distressed way, which can limit the kind of property, the kind of loan that you get. Okay. So, if, for instance, a lot of people like townhouses and condos because they're cheaper in the Bay Area. Well, and, t- but it's tougher to qualify for a loan for a townhouse. It's tougher to qualify for a condo. You need more down payment. And uh, but townhouses aren't so, so bad unless it has an HOA. But, you know, in general, the, you have tighter guidelines on income and debt ratios. You need um, higher income and, and uh, lower debt. And you need a higher credit score. And even the FHA programs are, are limiting the, the, the credit scores that you need to get these great programs, although they still have the good down payment. What's interesting about what you said there is you say good down payment, and that's the only thing I heard because you, you say FHA, and I go, FHA, blah, 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 tell a blah. Heidi, when you hear most mortgage talks like FHA and things along those lines, I have to imagine that you don't care about 90% of what's marketed, um, FHA loans, first-time homebuyer. You just care about getting a loan. Well, I care if I'm eligible for it. You know what I mean? Exactly. But do you even know what FHA stands for? Uh Federal Housing Association? I don't know. Federal Housing Association? Administration. D- administration. Do we know what they do as an administration or who's appointed the head of FHA? Like, we know nothing about it. We don't know. <laughs> we know nothing. And yet you throw these terms at us like we care. Well, FHA is a great program for first-time homebuyers and for for people with low equity. It, it's a, It has a low down payment program. It's a, FHA is the insurer. It's not the lender. And is it, it a ghetto loan program or is it a good loan program? It's a great loan program. Okay, good. See, yeah. you're, you're standing up to me. I like it when you get feisty with me. Well, you know, you could have got an FHA loan if you wanted. You just had enough down payment that you didn't have to get one. Right. So it is an option for people that make money or people who don't make a lot of money. It all depends on what property you end up with, the property price that you end up with compared to your down payment. You'd have to rate my home, my down payment. My whole loan package is pretty damn impressive. It right? was pretty sweet. Pretty sweet. Yeah, I came to the table well. Um, can you still get good loans right now? Or is it is it being cherry-picked towards the wealthier people? Are they getting the good loans? Is the average Joe getting a good loan? What are you seeing out there? Everybody's going to get lumped into one, one package. Uh, you, you've got, you, there's no more good credit and we're not going to verify your income. It's, we are going to verify your income. You have to have decent credit and you have to have some sort of equity, whether it's down payment or on a refi, some equity. So everybody's getting lumped into this one sum. So it, it's kind of a generic product. So going to a, a, a broker or going to a lender, you're all working with the same. It's like going to a, a one Toyota dealership or another Toyota dealership. You're getting the same product you, and you're going to fall into the same you're going to eventually get the same car. Okay. Okay. Now, in qualifying for, I got like a rate of 4.8%, 4.785%. It was a pretty good rate. Mm-hmm. For To qualify for that, what was the most important thing for me? Was it my credit score? Was it my income? Was it my collateral down payment? Because well, it, you know, it certainly isn't my good looks. It's I, not I, your good looks. I saw my picture today, and I, I kind of look like a troll. Like, I think I should be up in a tower ringing bells. <laughs> I don't know what to say about that. I think you're a decent looking guy. Or maybe under a bridge scaring children. You look better on TV than in person. That's not nice to say. <laughs> That's not nice to say you're in person right now. 
You know, but, on TV, they say TV adds uh, the camera adds 10 pounds. Problem is, there's four cameras on me on TV. Yeah. I'll be here all How week. long were you waiting for that? Not long. <laughs> so, Heidi's on, her, on her, her game. She's earning more points. Don't look at Heidi, because that's bad radio. Okay. Okay. Anyway, where were we? I, and I forgot. What was the most impressive thing that I had that got me a good rate? Um, your down payment. Really? Yeah. So, okay. Yeah, and and the quality of the property that you bought it held up well with the the purchase price and the fact that I ripped off an old lady with Alzheimer's disease. Um, well, you got a good price in a good neighborhood. You had an extremely proactive realtor uh, that it. I think it listed. It, it was even a pre listing. Right. Was- and you you got the contract done very quickly. And but the most important thing is we got you pre qualified before you even did this. So you knew going into this that you could enact a, a good contract with a good escrow period and uh, get rid of the, the um, conditions pretty quickly. Speaking with Tony Mendez, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Now, you drove in this morning over the Bay Bridge and through the woods to Robert Black Radio Show. You came. How was the weather? Uh, it sucked. Yeah. Was there wind was, on the Bay Bridge? Yes. Okay. Very windy. It was about 30 miles an hour. You know the scariest thing is seeing a motorcyclist out in this weather because the wind will knock it over. And there are crazies out there. Yes, there are crazies. There's plenty of crazies in California. Well, there was no. There was. They had closed 880 going north from uh, from Oakland because of the the flooding. Really. So I had to go the 980 route. Nice. That's good knowledge. Okay. Um, where would you buy right now? I tend to lump things into categories like. Marin's nice because it's tough to build real estate in Marin. What's already built will probably be pretty similar to what's built in the next 10, 20, 30 years. Not a lot of condo townhouse projects going up in Marin. Some, but not a lot. I like Marin because it's kind of exclusive and you got pretty trees there and it's close to San Francisco. Uh, the peninsula's got the better jobs. There's there's not great jobs in Marin. There's no Cisco's yeah. or HP's. So I like the peninsula for that. And, and somewhere in between is San Francisco. It's a great destination and lots of jobs and kind of exclusive. Well, when I moved to the Bay Area, the first thing that I, one of the first things that I noticed is people are willing to drive quite a bit of distance to get to a good job, uh, which uh, opens up a, quite a bit more territory for them to buy. And I don't want to sound cliche, but you want to buy where you can afford. Fortunately, this time. No, I disagree with that. Well, you have to start with what you can afford. I mean, that's because you have to look at it from you the never want to buy where now. you can't afford. But I don't mind renting where you if you I don't mind renting. I mean, if it's what you, could, work. you could put a price tag on what you want to buy. Right. And what you can afford uh-huh. according to the lender, according to all your sure. yeah. qualifying factors. Sure. And then kind of set a radius and go, out, OK, this is where I can go. This is where I can go. And this is where you don't want to go out farther than you have to. Yeah. And into a into a worse neighborhood. Now we can get into the neighborhoods. The Bay Area is extremely regional. Yeah. And we get little pockets of really nice neighborhoods next to not so nice neighborhoods. Richmond. And, well, you could be, yeah, Richmond. There's parts of Richmond that are are nice, and then there's parts of Richmond that aren't. Unfortunately, you end up getting tied into the school systems, into, you know, location to the BART, location to the highways. I mean, these are so many important things that you have to go into when buying this house. And it's going to eventually determine your, your price because, the you know, the seller is going to know these values before they sell it. You know, talking of bad neighborhoods... I say some pretty controversial things on the show, and I never want to be killed by a gang member. I want to be a patron saint of a, a patron saint of a gang. I'd rather be like their money god or their money lord that they look up to versus the guy that they want to take down because he said Richmond's a dump. Do you pack heat? Yeah, 
Well, some people would say, I've got a gun, but not a rifle. I have no comment. Are rentals good investments right now? Uh, They are. Rents are going up. Uh, The qualifying factors for buying a rental are quite the same as buying your primary residence. You do end up with... Wait a second. Do you pack? I do. Really? You have a gun? No, I don't have a gun. Okay. Well, that didn't show a lot of credibility. We'll just edit that out. Edit that out. We'll just edit that out. This is live, right? It is live. (laughs) It's not for long, though. So... So are rentals good investments? Yeah. You know, rent, like I was saying, rents are going up. It's, uh, there's, you know, with the job market the way it is, a lot of people can't afford and they're going to end up needing a place to live. So that's one of the driving factors of, of higher rents. And you can buy a good property at a cheaper price, which creates a higher cash flow and ultimately a longer term, better investment. I, I totally agree that, that buying rentals right now is a, a fantastic deal. If you can afford it. If you can afford it, yes. That's the kicker. Well, well you know... And most people can't because, honestly, to buy a house in the Bay Area, you should be at least 160 in income. True. But let's say you want you don't have that income. Okay. And you rent and you you want to get into real estate. You can buy a rental property and you can as you can get that cash flowing. You, you live cheaper. You're having somebody else pay for your property. You essentially did not raise your, your, your overall debt, out-of-pocket debt, on a monthly basis, and you own real estate. So... I mean, a lot of people do. This is one of the best strategies, getting into real estate. Sounds good. If you want to discuss this with Mr. Mendez, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com, BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's Tony Mendez. He did my loan, BayAreaLoanSource.com. Do you have a phone number? Because I don't see it. I do. Uh, 510-521-1300. Did you, anything else you wanted to say? Nope. So it's 510-521-1300. That's easy enough to remember. Yep. Tony Mendez, it's Rob Black. We'll take a break. Be right back. You're listening to Rob Black. 9 10 a.m. More stimulating talk. Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Got a couple emails that I'm going to get to right after I go through some quick content that I got to get out of my head because it's been in there for about a month now and just need to to get it out, drop it, move on. Uh, The recession, it's starting to ebb, but will there be anything that you've learned from this? Will there be any baggage that you take forward and say, I no longer do that? That's a good question. For instance, there was a lot of wealth created in the late 1990s, early 2000s that I wish I spent a lot of it. Not a lot of it. I spent more of it than I needed to. Um, trying to woo women with more expensive vacations and more expensive dinners that, in hindsight, I'd like to do over. Now, I still came out pretty good. Landed on my feet. I'm No problems with me. But is there anything that you wish you could do over? For instance, I never bought a BMW. I think people who buy BMWs have got like Napoleon syndrome, like... They're just inadequate, and they're trying to, to to jump that area. I mean, if you're a uh, an attorney who makes four hundred dollars an hour, drive the Mercedes, drive the BMW. For everyone else, sticking that forty, fifty thousand—that's as high as you should go. Anything more than that, you probably can't afford. You really shouldn't. 
Again, I'm not going to stop you and tell you how to spend your money, but I'll, t- I'll laugh at you when you're 60. I'll go, <laughs> you're an old person. You're eating cat food. <laughs> I wish I could eat you on a cracker. There's no doubt that I'm going to laugh at you later. Marin's the BMW capital of the world. It was a couple years ago. That statistic may be true or not true anymore. And it wasn't the BMW capital of the world because the jobs in Marin. Marin's a little bit lacking on restaurants. I know, I know. I'm going to get some hate mail for that. Marin's a little bit lacking. They got Marin Brewing, which I think is lovely. But then you really got to find, like, a good nook or cranny. And they're not as obvious. San Francisco, they'll just freaking punch you in your face. They'll be like, you walk down the restaurant, down the sidewalk, and they're like, oh, we got good food in here. And they do. Generally speaking, if you're in San Francisco and you've been in business more than two years, you got good food. Or you're catering to all the drunks in the city, like Tommy's Joint. Um, Peninsula, it's hit or miss. A little bit more like uh, Mill Valley, but a, a little bit more high end because of all the jobs that are down on the peninsula. Anyway, you get where I'm going at. So anyway, last couple of years, what have you learned? What have you learned? Frugal's the new normal for a lot of people. And I don't mind that. Like I told you, I find women to be hot, sexy pieces of meat when they're driving a car that they can afford. So I like that. I like someone who says, yeah, I bought my car two years old coming off a lease. I like that. You know, that's not someone I'm going to have to support when she's 60. She's going to be able to support me. You know what? I'm? Do you know where I'm going with this? Restraint. I love seeing restraint. The need to save money, unemployment, other economic issues. How about value? Retailers now and manufacturers are starting to figure out how we could add more value. Luxury car sales are down big. People aren't flaunting it. They want a car that could actually be a submarine, too, so they don't have to buy a car and a submarine. They're looking for value. Private label, huge growth. Whether you're CVS, Walgreens, Safeways, Lenardi's, private label is huge. Biggest maker of private label goods in the United States is a company called Ralcorp, ticker symbol R-A-H. So they make uh, Wheaties, but they'll also make Safeway or... What would Safeway call their Wheaties? Safeties or something. I don't know. Safeties. Um, without all the pretty packaging, without the model on the package. I don't know if you've noticed. The high-end label makers, they get the pretty women, the pretty men to go on their packaging. The Corp, it's kind of like, uh, it looks like Rob. It looks like he forgot to brush his hair Saturday morning. Woke up a little hungover. Eating his Wheaties. Treehouse Foods, ticker symbol THS. Lance, ticker symbol LC, LNCE. Lance makes cookies. Now you can have the Oreo brand or you can have the Safeway Oreo brand. You probably can't tell the difference more often than not. So, Diamond Foods, ticker symbol DMND. Seneca Foods, ticker symbol SENEA. General Mills, GIS. Overhill Farms, OFI. And COT, C O T T. COT. It's like that joke that Brian Regan used to do where he, uh, in second grade. Do you remember how stressful second grade was? There was two things that stressed me out, and this isn't Brian Regan. There were spelling, spelling bees. Spelling bees freaked me out. I don't understand why. But King Chase's Queen, did you ever play King Chase's Queen? King Chase's Queen it was a fantastic game in second grade where um, you'd put an eraser on your head. Boy and girl would put an eraser on her head. So I'd have an eraser on my head. Heidi would have an eraser on her head. And you'd go around the desks and you would try to, boy would try to touch the girl when it's King Chase Queen. And the last second the teacher would say, Queen Chase King. And you're like, mother effer, I hate you. Like, 
you've got momentum. You're about to pounce on her. You're about to conquer the woman. You're about to king capture queen. And the teacher pulls the queen chase king. So you have to come to a grinding stop. And unless your head's flat, the eraser's going to come sliding right off. Now, there was some kids in second grade who had the flat heads, and I hated them. Because they would always capture the woman and me with my perfectly round Charlie Brown type cranium that has its own orbit. My head's so big. That's right. You can throw a pea at my head and it'll start going around my head and, and starting to circulate its own orbit. Where did I go with this? King Chase Queen. Oh, second grade. Oh, Cot. I was just talking about there's a company called Cot, C-O-T-T. Ticker symbol is C-O-T. But that, you know, Brian Regan talked about spelling bees in second grade. They're stressful. If you're a parent right now and you've got a kid in second grade, give them, just relax those kids. Give them a little sip of your booze because spelling bees are tough. Brian Regan said, you know, he was the kid in school that would say cat, K-A-T. He'd just go, ha, 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 ha. I just want to go sit down. And as he's sitting down, he'd just go, I, I know it has two T's. Um, long story short, I was that guy who freaked out during that period of time. So I got a couple emails. There's a letter in your mailbox. You're having new mail in your inbox. Mm, you've got mail. You've got mail. Pattern baldness. There is a message for you. Prepare to be astonished. <laughs> that you've got mail pattern baldness. A lot of times I'll say things just to throw people off balance. Like I'll say I have a flesh eating disease on my hands, so I don't want to shake hands. But oftentimes I'll say I've got a, a receding hairline on my feet. People are like, what? What? Really? Anyway, um, this one comes to us from Nicholas. It's a nice name. My son's turning one this year. I wanted to begin his first savings investment account with a 16 to 20 year time frame. This may be used for school, adulthood, etc. I want it to be flexible enough that it does not have to be earmarked for a specific function, a.k.a. college. We would be able to contribute $100 to $200 a month, so required minimum contribution levels would be important for us. We also do not want a maximum investment level to be too low. Any suggestions? You know, I hate to say this, but I'm going to say don't set up an account in their name. If you want to set up an account, do it in a 529 plan. We all know girls from high school who were whores. We all know guys in high school who were just losers who did way too much weed, too much coke, way too much banging chicks that I wish I was banging, but I didn't have the courage to bang. Um, we all know those people that if you had given them ten, twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 when they graduated with below par SAP, SAT scores or SAP scores, I'm dyslexic, when they graduated with below, they would have said, I'm going to Europe. And they would have banged French whores and they would have, you know, met French men to fall in love with until they get sold into sex slave. Um, don't save money in your kid's name. Bad idea. Bad idea. I know you want to be a good dad, Nicholas, but the best thing you can do is a 529 plan encouraging him to go to school, encouraging him to go get higher education, which will lead to a higher pay scale, which will lead to a better lifestyle, which will lead to more vacations. The best investment you could do is in their education 529 plan. I know you don't want to push it towards, uh, I know you don't, I know you want them to be more open-minded, but in this email, you didn't say if you were saving in your 401k, max out your 401k before you save anything in your kid's money. Have an emergency fund before you save anything for your kid's college. 
I think doing anything otherwise is, is very, very damaging, and it's a bad example. It's like being a fat, obese slob who drinks a lot of whiskey and smokes cigars in front of your kid. You're setting a bad role model for your kid. You live as a bad role model. Now, just because you want to save in their name and you want to be that dad because you think little princess is going to really be a princess, well, that's what's wrong with America is these little girls think that, you know, they're really daddy's princess and they meet a dumb man who's, well, let's not just say a little less than a prince. Your expectations are so high and they're so naive. Do not save in a kid's name. I think you're empowering them to destroy their lives. It's Rob Black Show, 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. I'm Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. The Glenn Beck Program, coming up at 12 noon. Now, Rob Black, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. emails came in joe says hi rob the girlfriend and i were looking at engagement rings this weekend help made me think of an odd question from what i've read and seen over the last 20 years diamond prices are essentially controlled by a monopoly leading to artificially high prices is this true yes if so what do you think about the diamond price would be on the free market how much lower than today they would be pennies on the dollar all the artificial diamond makers are are the artificial diamond makers making any progress yes um, you should Google artificial diamonds. My advice to you, Joe. Who names their kid Joe? Uh, my advice to you, Joe, would be um, cubic zirconium. She'll never know the difference. She'll never know the difference. Women don't know the difference. No woman's ever pulled a diamond out and tried to cut glass with it. That's laughable. Cubic zirconium is what I would recommend. Honestly, I'd recommend have a chat with her and say, let's do something really cool with silver or let's do something really cool with with platinum or even metal. Let's make a ring that's really cool that other people will say, that is really cool. I think a diamond is cliche. I think a diamond is over the top. I think a diamond, if you're making less than $60,000, $70,000 a year, is pathetic and it shows that you're just pathetic for trying to, to impress a woman. Um, I'd go cubic zirconium, or I'd just talk to your spouse and say, let's do really cool rings that are unique. Let's do tattoos that are unique to each other. Let's do something different. Let's let's not play into this wedding game. The wedding game is a trap. If you get into it, you know, psh, you're going to pay. I'm not making this up. You're going to pay $500 for a veil. The, the little piece of cloth that goes on her head, $500 you're going to pay. And it's going to infuriate you, and you're going to become angry. And when you're angry... Your libido is not as good because you're angry at that person. In that year where you should be having banging, knocking sex and creating crazy good memories and loving one another and, and, and learning how to procreate and getting it right, you're going to be angry over $500 veil, not to mention the ring. Any ring, I mean, honestly, there's people that I refer to the ring as chips. That's a diamond chip. That's cute. 
and yet it's four, five, six, seven thousand dollars. It's ludicrous. Diamonds don't hold value. They're awful investments. They're the markup is crazy and ludicrous. Um, oh, if I could do you anything good on this show, it'd be say to get a manufactured fake diamond and be cool with it. Engage it and say we aren't the fools that just threw eighteen thousand dollars on a diamond. And then you pay insurance on that for years and years to come. Grasp who you are. And if I can give you some more marriage advice, for the record, I am the male Oprah. The male white Oprah at that. Um, make up sex. When you fight with your spouse and you're going to fight, um, the fight's not over until make up sex. Giving the woman a box of bonbons, mm, still fighting. She's still holding something against you until she's willing to say, you're back. So just know that. There's going to be a lot of fights. There's going to be a lot of disagreements. Quickly learned uh, these words. I'm wrong. You are right. I was crazy. And Joe, I think uh, your marriage will be just fine. I was wrong. Three words. You were right. Three words. I was crazy. Please forgive me. Twelve words. Those are the only twelve words you need in your marriage. And remember... Fight's not over until makeup sex. She's still angry. She's still bitter if she's sucking on bonbons. Bonbons not good enough. Bonbons not good enough. One more email came to us in this one from Hillary. She says, I love your program. I used to listen to Ron Owens until a friend told me about you about two months ago. Sorry, Ron. I'm now busy from 10 to noon. I'm about to settle a large lawsuit and find some of your knowledge that you spew through the mic is of great help for my future financial needs. Thank you. And that comes to me from, I guess, Dave Hillary, which is kind of cute. Um, I think they should shorten it a little bit and, and call him Dave Villery or something like that. And it was a PS. Your show's very funny. Heidi last week and I had a fight. Heidi's my producer. She's lovely and talented. She's got a diamond chip on her finger. Um, we had a fight last week, a little bit about, am I funny or not funny? And she says, I'm funny when I'm not trying to be funny. Like, uh, I'm not ha ha funny, but I'm funny looking is what she kind of basically was trying to say. I'm a little bit angry about that. A little bit angry. You want to defend yourself, Heidi? Heidi and your diamond chip. I agree with myself. <laughs> <laughs> you agree with yourself. Yes, I think I'm right. How about my 12 words of marriage? Uh, y- Yes. All men need Absolutely. to learn. I am wrong. Absolutely. Right. The men, you need to learn how to apologize. I was crazy. Men are big jerks and they need to just realize it. I'm a hater today. <laughs> <laughs> you are a hater. This is a great show. This is probably, this last hour has been fun for me. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Uh-oh, I'm getting into text. Let's see if I'm in trouble. I got a place to go tonight or if I'm camping at Hotel Rob. No, I'm okay. Oh, I got bleeped. Did you bleep me? Someone said I got bleeped. I didn't get bleeped. That's not true. Okay. Interesting. Maybe there's a bleeper behind you that you don't even know about. Why would we bleep you? There's you didn't say anything. To Tony who's driving home. He was doing the, the music. The, he was doing the mortgage thing with me. He says I got bleeped. No. Okay. Why? I don't know. I didn't say anything. I said sexy knocking boots. And I mean, I was a little going up to the line, but I didn't cross it. I don't think, you know, when you're going up to the line, you see my face. Ooh, and there's the phone. Um, this is kind of good news. Car makers are going to be hiring this year. Now, again, it's not, let's, let's, let's like, woo, happy days are here again. We're not there. We're not there. But a lot of this mess started happening when automakers said, you know what? We can't hold our contracts. 
You know what? We got to shut down the unions. We got to break the unions. We got to break uh, healthcare. You know what? You know what? We got to lay off people. We got to shut down fa- factories. Like to build a factory in, in California would take a year, two years. To build a factory in Poland would take about a month. So they said, let's go to Poland. It's cheaper. So 5,000 workers, it looks like, are coming back to the auto industry. Now you're saying 5,000 doesn't sound like a lot. You're right, because they lost 40,000 last year. But they're looking to add about 5,000. And again, it shows you a little bit of sideways is not down. Sideways is not up, but it's, it stops the going down. Several automakers are making big investments in their line of trucks as the improved outlook for housing and construction is going to encourage contractors and tradesmen to build new, buy new vehicles. That's the kicker. I live in a neighborhood with a lot of tradespeople. And they got these F-250, F-150 trucks. They got these big trucks that scare me. Volkswagen America is going to hire 2,000 people. Toyota said that they plan a second shift to their truck factory in San Antonio. So it's good. Again, not happy days are here again, but it's good. Let's go to Mary in San Francisco. Mary? Hey, Rob. I love your show. Thanks for taking my call. You're very kind. There's a a lyric in a song that goes, Mary, Mary, you're on my mind. (laughs) I've heard them all, believe me. Have you? Uh, I get uh, quite contrary a lot, too. Oh, nice. Anything else? Uh, why you bugging? Why you bugging? Okay. So you you do have some some plays in music with your name. Yes. I I just I don't get any. There's no famous Rob references in music. Um, maybe because it's monosyllabic. Did you just call me monosyllabic on my show and I took it? <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't resist the SAT word. Okay, that was it. and I couldn't pronounce the SAT word, so that tells you where we are. So I guess so. I've had a stroke over the weekend and uh you're you're a smart one. Thanks, Rob. No worries. Um, anyway, I wanted to ask you a question. Go ahead. Uh, my credit score is about 730, which I think is pretty good. Pretty and good. I have one credit card that has about a $3,000 balance at 19% APR. And I've been trying to apply for another credit card with a balance transfer so I can pay it off. And I keep getting rejected uh, by various credit card companies. And they'll say lack of established credit or this, this account has a restriction placed on it. And I can't get another credit card. And I was wondering if you had any insight. Let me do this, Barry. Let me answer that when I come back off break because I went over my allotted time. I was supposed to break at 41. But I'll answer. I'll talk about credit and established credit. How old are you, Mary? Uh, 33. 33. And it said lack of established credit? Yeah. And I've had this car. It's a bank credit card. It comes from Wells Fargo. And I've had it for uh, like uh, six or seven years now even. With $3,000 that you have, is that the charge or is that the limit? No, the limit is $6,000. Okay. And I pay it on time. You know, I have perfect credit, nothing on my on my credit. Are you, buying a, are you buying a house or anything big anytime soon? No, I just want to get it paid off, and that's what I'm doing. I mean, the process is on a payment plan, and I'd just like to have another credit card and sort of boost my credit for the future for big purchases. Okay, thanks for the call, Mary. I'll, okay. I'll answer that right after the break. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., one, one more to slow time, 800-345-5639. It's tough for me to do. Who's that lounging in my chair? Who's that casting devious stares in my direction? Mama, this Charlotte. was 33 years old called the show and she has a credit card and i 
think the gist that I got out of it was she felt the rate was high. She's charged three thousand out of six thousand. I would call Wells Fargo. That's who her card was with, and I'd say I want a lower rate. Right now they want to keep you, and they don't want you to shop. You've got a seven twenty score, which is good. It's not great. It's good. The average rate for a good card right now, and I was a little shocked to see this. I went to bankrate.com, bankrate.com. I don't live with a lot of credit. I find it to be something that can ruin your life. Um, And if you don't need it, I mean, come on. I'll work my credit score higher when I need to when I buy a home, but I own a home and I'm paying my mortgage on time and that keeps my credit score rocking hard. Um, Unfortunately, what's kind of goofy is credit scores are, are dynamic. And, you know, Mary, one of the things that might be hurting you right now is that you don't have a mortgage. Like, they kind of want to see that you could carry that to give you the higher score. It sounds like you're doing everything fine. You're at 50% of your credit limit. So $6,000 on the card and you got $3,000 charged. If you can get that down a little bit, that might help a little bit with your score. I wouldn't be all that worried with score, to be quite honest with you. And, you know, I, I think the best way I could explain this to you is um, a lot of people think that Playboy models are the end-all be-all. 36C, 36, 24, 36, or whatever that magical number is. I don't know what it is. Is that what the magical number was? Or was it 36, 24, 36? Something like that. That's that's bogus. The reality is you're a pretty woman. You you got your, your stuff and you know how to use it. And that's what you have to be very, very confident in. Sometimes we could try to get too high of a credit score. And to get too high of a credit score, you got to get that mortgage thrown in. You got to you have, have credit to have a good credit score. You got to use credit to have a good credit score. And here I am on the other side of the fence. I've got some credit cards. Like whenever I buy a refrigerator, I put it on credit and I pay it off over eight, nine months. And I, I pay way too high of an interest rate on it and I don't like it, but I, I just keep my credit score working. Where do I go with this? Where do I go with this? I'd go to bankrate.com, bankrate.com. I like the American Express cards the most. The most. I love them. American Express Blue, if you want a credit card or just American Express card if you want a good monthly charge card. And yeah, you can carry a rate with American Express. Um, Visa's good for debit in my mind. I'd cut your uh, principal a little bit, and I would negotiate with Wells Fargo. Call Wells Fargo and say, look, I'm married. I'm 33. I got all my stuff going on. I got a job. I'm paying my things. Um, Give me a little bit lower of a rate. But the average rate now for good credit is about 17%. The average rate for great credit on a credit card is about 12%, 12, 13%. So... They're a little bit higher than I was expecting when I opened up Bankrate's recent cards. And by the way, Bankrate.com's got a great thing. For instance, if you tend to buy lots of lingerie, you may find that the Limited has a credit card that gives you four times points for every dollar you spend on your credit card. If you tend to fly a lot um, to Mexico, you may find that, you know, Aerolino Mexicano gives you four times points for every dollar you spend. Whatever it is you're looking for, if you're looking for cash back, Discover's pretty good for that. I know you're saying, they even make Discover cards? Do people take that? I know. I don't think that they do. But you may find that that's the ideal situation for you. Uh, Bankrate does a great job of, also like, for instance, if you want better credit, go out and get a secured card too and and use a little bit of money on that. I mean, you'll have more card that you're using and it, it looks like you're seeing the transaction on it which is what they want. And again, if you go out and buy a a refrigerator, for instance, for instance, Heidi and I are very competitive in nature. Um, She goes out and buys a refrigerator. I go out and buy a refrigerator. I put it on my Sears card at 19%. She puts it on her Visa at 9%. (laughs) She's got a better rate than I do, right? She pays it back in one month. I pay it back over 12 months. Who's going to have a better credit score a year later? 
pay because I showed them that I could pay it in January, in February, in March, in April, in May, in June, July, August, September, October, November. I showed that I can do it. She showed that she could one-time it. You know the January, February? It reminds me of a joke. Anytime something reminds you of a joke, you probably shouldn't tell it, right? Well, I remember when I was a kid. I'll, I'll come back to it. Let's go to Andy. Andy in San Carlos. How are you, Andy? I'm good. How about yourself? Good. San Carlos is where I live, Andy. I am aware of that. Uh, are we playing uh, uh, the uh, the trivia game today? No, no, not playing the trivia game today. <laughs> but have you ever seen me around town? Uh, I have not. I look for you every day. That's that's nice. I was in. I got recognized the other day. Where was? Oh, in Best Buy. Uh huh. So it was nice. I'll keep my eyes out. Okay. So um, I had a, a question for you regarding I t- some stocks. I tend to I... do. I tend to do sushi on Fridays. Hint, hint, wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Poke, poke. Oh, really? Okay. So the fine Rob Black game. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll I'll send out the search party. And if you could pin a tail on me, you'll become a big winner. Is that pin the tail on the honky? <laughs> pin the tail on the honky? Yeah. On the honky? <laughs> I don't think I'm going to answer your question now. Oh, please? Okay, I forgive you. Okay. Um, I have a bunch of stocks, about well, about $20,000 worth that my dad bought for us when we were, when we were kids. Nice. Uh, about 20, 25 years ago. My question is, not, they're not really doing anything at the moment, and I'm wondering if I can or should try and roll them over somehow into my 401k. No, you wouldn't want to do that. Um, what type of account are they in, regular? They are uh, They're actually at a, at a Schwab right now. But is it a regular account or is it a taxable account or a tax-free account? What is it? It's I pay taxes on, on dividends and stuff okay. that I get. What, is, what are some of the names in it, Andy? Uh, Intel, PacCar, um, Chevron, uh, Abbott, Abbott Labs, that's the company he worked for. So. Okay. I bet the, in, I bet the um, Chevron and, and Abbott Labs have done pretty good for you. I don't know PacCar, and I think Intel probably did good for you 10 Ten years ago, but not so much in the last ten years. Yeah, exactly. Um, I want to roll it back into a four hundred one k. I mean, it makes no no common sense. I mean, we're not even going to go into the legalities of it. Um, I change the mix. I'd go to something a little bit more income oriented because you've seen like Chevron's been glorious for you, right? Yeah. Um, so you see that over time, oil is a great investment. Um, I would consider thinking like that. Maybe I'd, I'd lighten up on the Intel, sell it into strength this year. The dividend's not that attractive to me. Maybe I'd replace it with something like a utility stock. Maybe I'd replace it with something um, down the road. And thanks for the call. What would I replace it with? Um, maybe a bank, like a Bank of America or a Citigroup. If you, I mean, Citigroup's huge risk compared to Intel. Uh, but a Bank of America, Wells Fargo, I think are nice names. And as far as Abbott, um, Merck, Pfizer, the big uh, drug companies are nice names that paid good dividends. I don't know PACAR. I get the feeling that's a semiconductor equipment or semiconductor packaging company. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls there. So the old January, February, March. Okay. So when I was 16, I didn't know anything about prophylactics. I knew nothing about prophylactics. So I went into the drugstore and I said, I know nothing about prophylactics. There's... A, um, a seven pack, a nine pack and a 12 pack. And I go, Ooh, the seven pack. What's that all about? And the guy goes, that's for the active man who, you know, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Sunday, seven pack. That's the seven pack. You get the idea. I go, Ooh, the nine pack. He goes, that's for the really active guy. Right. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, twice on Saturday, twice on Sunday. I was like, okay, okay. I, I'm getting the picture 12 pack. I just can't figure out the math. And he goes, that's for the married man. 
January, February, March, April, May, June, July. Qualcomm's on a collision course with Intel. Back to the last caller. Who called me a hunky, and I'm still bitter about that. Um, back to the last call. You know, and some Intel. And I, I've been talking recently. I got a cell phone in my hand. True or false, I have a cell phone in my hand. I'll hit it against the microphone. It is a cell phone in my hand. Um, it doesn't have an Intel chip in it. The Apple tablet probably won't have an Intel chip in it. A lot of gadgets and gadgets don't have Intel chips in them anymore. So there's a big hoopla right now over Google's Nexus One phone, in large part because it's got Qualcomm in it. Another sign of the continuing success of the mobile phone market, kind of skewing away from Intel. Now, Intel's got the Atom processor out there that's doing great in netbooks and notebooks. So they're, they're doing really good, but they're playing catch-up. Qualcomm's attacking on all fronts. Intel's been busy serving traditional PC markets. Qualcomm's been targeting new consumer electronic smartbooks, netbooks, anything else. Now, Qualcomm's chips are now under the hood of machines of HP and Lenovo. There's a collision course going on between these two companies. I want to point it out before it actually happens in large part because I want to look smart. There's investments here like ARM Holdings, ticker symbol ARMH, AMD, Marvel, MRVL, Freescale, FJL. For the non-Intel person in the world, there are other ideas. And Qualcomm's on a collision course with Intel. It's the Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m., 9, 10 a.m. It's Hitler's favorite station, 9, 10 a.m., um, Rob Black Show, 9, 10 a.m. Talk to you tomorrow. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.